Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Mike and Shaft. Yes, yes. Uh, and the dog. The dog oh. is here tonight with me. And we can hear the gentle pouring of the rain. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a nice evening. It's, 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 it gives that nice autumn feel now. All bundled up watching. <laughs> we had, you know, just, just before we started the show, uh, we were having a little bit of thunder. I didn't get a chance to see any lightning, but I did hear the thunder here for a little while. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'm going to apologize for uh, sounding a bit off. I've been under the weather the past couple of days, fighting off some evil disease. Evil. I'm evil. Not, not going to let it win. Uh, Greg, he wants to be here, but he's out somewhere weakening his he, mind or something. He He's out in the storm. He's out in the storm. It's final. I'm, I'm watching... You know, I'm brought up the Doppler screen right here, and I got the Doppler radar for Southern California, and right over by his house, it's they. That's where I was hearing the thunder was down by in his direction, and it's finally letting up in that direction. I can see over here at your place, though, Mike. It doesn't look like you're having any rain whatsoever right now. Uh, we've had a bit of drizzles, but that's okay. I, I, I like you, think that it's makes the weather. Well, you know, the rain makes it seem more like Thanksgiving because, you know, other people yes. are getting snow and we're, you know, have balmy 70 degree days. So Yeah, well, you coming from snow territory, you know. I, on the other hand, have lived all my life out in Southern California. I don't know what snow is all about, that strange white stuff that comes across from the sky. Snow is fun. And, you know, I think you've forgotten that out of my... 40 plus years of life that 30 some know, out of them most, have been spent here in California. Been so. most spent most out here. Yes, I do remember. Uh, okay. No, it's, it's funny because it always reminds me of the story my mom used to say. There was a lady that she worked with that lived all her life in Minneapolis and then moved out this way. And she had only been out here for about six or seven years. And she said when and then she was visiting for Thanksgiving back at her folks' house back in uh, Minneapolis. She said, it used to be when you're driving and you hit ice, oh, yeah, I'm just hitting ice. You just counter steer and you just go on with life. That, that's just a part of life out here. Then she'd been out here for a few years. She forgot all about it. And she hit some ice when she was visiting her folks. And she ah, ah, just forgot all about it, <laughs> how to do it. Just a few years out in California. Yeah, that could do it to you. Yeah. So right. what, what's the show tonight? Okay, well, we've got some emails and we've got some uh, from some standard or the, not the standard, but the usual suspects sending us emails and requests and and they're all good ideas. The problem is they're long and they're kind of uh, involved, and you know me, kind of you know not feeling my best. I don't want to deal with something long and. This is not so sounding right. I don't want to deal with an involved email request. <laughs> Stop before I go down that path. Um, <laughs> and and I'm, it's not me tonight, and Greg's not even here to say anything. Oh, so. That's good. See, it's the best time to do it. Anyway, uh, oh, so um, we got a nice, short and sweet email from Dan Dude. Dan Dude. Dan deep, Dude. Yeah, Dan Dude, Deep Informs. Cool. And um, simple question. What are your favorite 10 animatronics and why? 
Now, are we talking animatronic figures themselves or animatronic shows? It says favorite 10 animatronics. So I'm going to take that as your figures. Favorite 10 animatronic Figure. figures. Well, let's you know, see. I know is there, one of is, them. Is there still 10 animatronic shows? Yeah, I know one of them's the redhead. <laughs> Although, I got to say, I have, <laughs> I have seen that chick with no clothes on him. Believe me. Crow looks like a Barbie she, doll, right? With no clothes that, on. <laughs> no, doesn't even look that good. Uh, that's definitely one of the girls that look better with clothes on than with on. <laughs> okay. So right out the gate, uh, Richard jumps on the redhead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. So to speak. All right. Well, before you keep before you go, though, I will say want to say get to all the re the rest of the emails we've gotten from our the usual suspect Brad, Darth Vader. You know who you guys are. We will get to your emails just when I'm a little bit more clear headed, and there's a couple that I know Greg might enjoy. So, and and I gotta say, just looking at a uh, looking at a couple of the subject matters, um, especially from Brad. Brad gives us we got to write a couple novels here. Yeah, um, it's a, they're they're very broad spectrum, and uh, anyways, that that's another show. And I know Brad, you okay? Where did it go? Brad's asked like three times or something about addressing something. It's the third time the charm, or is that? Oh no, that's somebody else who's asking for us to go over something. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll, um, another show? Yeah, another show. It's from Ryan and Ryan. Yes, you. I've seen your email three three times. You requested this. We'll get to it. Uh, Sorry, we're we're guys. Uh, you gotta understand we're, we're, because we had that little bit of uh, some hiatus going on during the uh, late latter part of summer. Um, we got a lot of the email that came up during the summer. We're still playing catch up. Yes, on and YouTube. and some of them and some of them, you know, we read and go, okay, you know, Richard and I could do it. But some of you think, oh, you want to give Greg the opportunity? Cause, yeah, because, okay, I hate to say this, and don't 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 repeat it to anybody. No, he's gonna hear it. Don't say don't. Just it, drop it, it there. It's, I was just gonna say no. It it is fun when Greg is on the show and just having his crankiness with us. Um, just you know, it's entertaining to say the least. But anyways, all right. So the subject tonight are our favorite. You, Ten. Nine. Oh, yeah, ten. Ten, ten animatronics. I already <laughs> named one, so. Um, okay. So, but, um. Ten no, animatronics. I, I got I to say, for robot, she looks good. She looks <laughs> really good for a robot. You know, and here I, and here I was, as, as I was reading this, thinking, okay, which figures are the most technologically advanced? Here <laughs> you just jump on the redhead. <laughs> Every day of the week, babe. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Well, what is the most technically advanced? I don't know. Animal? I don't know anymore. It used that, to be. Used to be the Wicked Witch of the West, in the Great Movie she's, Ride. She she's very yes she's a very complex machine but, um oh okay. what is it time timekeeper, from he's the gone. Uh, he's, I know he's got well we still have. The same figure as Tom Morrow over at Disneyland at the oh. Interventions attraction. 
All right. Well, I'm going to say Wicked Witch because I remember when uh, my first trip to the studios and uh, it was the thing to watch. I'll make sure you watch the Wicked Witch because she's, you know, the Sarkos 3 pneumatic wonder. The the automatic feedback that they started with the uh, uh, Zarkov 1 with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, where if, you know, there's a restrictions. If you happen to walk in the way, it used to be with the automatronics. If you stood where Mr. Lincoln's arm was, you're going to get knocked off the stage. <laughs> he will push you off the stage. But then they had feedback control to where if they sense, if the uh, audio animatronic senses a resistance, it will pull back away from that, where whatever that resistance is. It'll try to move the move whatever movement it's programmed to do again if it still finds resistance the computer will remember that and will no longer have the figure move in that particular direction it'll put up a little flag and say you know this was encountered and everything and program was adjusted uh which i find that (laughs) well it's a one-time thing how do they how do they fix it back if it was a one-time mistake kind of a thing well, if it was a one-time mistake, the next time it goes through that motion and it has no resistance, it'll go through the motion. But, but just, if it has a resistance again, okay. But you just it'll, oh, okay. It, it it there's it has to go through it a couple different times and then it'll say there is a problem in this position. Okay. But it, it's to me that's like right there on that AI technology where the computer's thinking and getting uh, uh, reflex information coming back at it. All right, well, back in 1990, she seemed pretty impressive. She was flailing about, you know, her broom was flailing about. Well, she's so. still very impressive. I, I, I mean, the last time when I saw the show, the last time I was out there, she still looks great when she comes on, and the movement of being able to bring her on stage and off where she just suddenly appears right there, I think is really good. Okay. It's just lifted, right? Just a lift. It, it's just a lift, but when you consider how much those things weigh and everything, that lift is just boom. It's right there, and boom, it's right gone. I like it. At least it, it impressed me when I saw it a few years ago. So I'm hoping that they've still been taking good care of it. Okay. You want to so, you want to talk about Timekeeper then? Timekeeper, Timekeeper, I like just because I never seen uh, it. Yeah, the if I remember correctly, they were saying that the facial movements has over 200 movements in the face alone. Uh, different types of facial movements in uh, with the figure. And it's like, wow. Uh, being able to put all those actuators and motors and everything to be able to uh, do all that and, well, literally the size of a person's head. Uh, yeah, I would say that would probably be right up there on the, probably the most more advanced figure up there yeah no i've only seen the uh the video they use of him for the beginning you know where you go into the house of the future now yeah i never seen uh i never seen his the show oh he's not out there wow no that got replaced the timekeeper show got replaced yeah oh yeah the timekeeper show got replaced but i thought uh wasn't tom morrow still out there in front of uh the house of the future yeah. Yeah. 
So it's still. Uh oh, they're calling for us. No, it's not. It's not it's... Nielsen, Nielsen's calling. Are we gonna yeah. get picked up? We're gonna get canceled. No. So. It's a show about nothing. Hey, on a tangent. Picked <laughs> up and canceled. Did you? Uh, they started putting. The, I just saw the first. At least my first commercial. Did you notice that Scrubs is moving over to a ABC? No, I didn't. But I know I'm not, that was. I'm not watching Scrubs, so. Yeah, that that no was a Disney show, but it was on the NBC. other network, the Universal Network. But it was a Disney show, and then NBC dropped it, and ABC decided to go ahead and pick it up. So. Oh, because they've canceled like three shows. Yeah. They canceled the uh, Pushing Days, Easy Light Stone, and Dirty Sexy hey, with me. Dog, knock it off. I got this drunk dog with me tonight. <clears throat> All right, so wait, the actual Tom Mora figure is where? You were saying? The uh, is, Isn't he still right there at the uh, entrance when you first walk into the uh, carousel building and you're greeted by him and then you go around and they put their little song and dance together telling you about whatever they're telling you about before you walk into the house of the future? No, I'm not remembering that. No. Oh. I'll have to go back into it tomorrow or something like that. Where there is. That's an idea. So, yeah. All right. Well, I I never see the timekeeper, so I can't uh, can't comment. Uh, oh well. Let's see. Um. I got one in my brain, and I'm sure. Sorry. There is a cure, you know. Yeah, and I'm sure that this. The, this animatronic I'm about to mention is probably on number one on lots of people's list. <coughs> Excuse me, and, and, um, the Yeti. Okay, I'll go with that the one. Yeti I, I, and Expedition Everest. Everybody tells me that that is extremely impressive. The pictures I've seen of it have been extremely impressive. The problem is. He's so violent <laughs> that they can't run him anymore. What is this? I, okay, here's a story. What's this now? Okay, apparently, you know, um, you see the Yeti at the end of your ride on Expedition Everest. Yeah. And he's kind of like standing on a, you know, an outcropping with one arm hanging on and kind of looming over the train and his other arm is swinging wildly. Yeah, uh, and he's growling, or whatever, and his head's kind of moving, and he's you know just kind of wiggling. Uh, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently his range of motion and and the you know the, his motion was so. I like I don't want to use the term violent, but it's uh, just violent. I mean, it's it's fast and it's a long range of motion, right? Right. That that from to swing his arm, say from back to from side to side. The, the force it took to get it to go fast and the counter force to get it to stop and then go yeah. back the other way and the counter force to get it to stop was affecting the foundation that the Yeti is standing on. <laughs> okay, to, like su that. to such a point that they had to shut him off and now when you go when you go through where he's at, he's just being flashed with strobes because if they keep making him run, it's the whatever he's standing on is going to crumble. 
Well, it sounds to me like they got some crappy concrete and they need to report it. Well, okay, so there's they know how to fix it, I guess. But it'll take so long that they're waiting for Exhibition Everest's scheduled long maintenance downtime to try uh, to address. Good, good downtime on it, okay. But yeah, yeah the very that's, that's, that's about a month's worth of work, I can picture. Oh. The very first time I wrote Expedition Everest, uh, 2006, uh, you know, went through there and he was going nuts and it was pretty cool looking. And, you know, if you blink, you miss it because it's at the end. It's at the very end. I mean, it's like the last thing you see before you come out of the mountain and go back to the unload area. Yeah. Um, but the last last time, yeah, just he's just frozen solid and just strobes. And supposedly the reason is, is that... He moves so much, and it takes so much to make him move and stop his movement, you know, and, and counter forces and stuff. It's just shaking them apart. Or not I can shaking, see that because not shaking him apart, but shaking apart what he's attached to. Yeah, I can picture that. Um, and to give somebody an idea of how much force is on there, um, how much do you? We'll, we'll take our standard figure that everybody knows. We'll take Mr. Lincoln and. For that matter, you can take just about any of the, pre almost most of the presidents in the uh, uh, Hall of Presidents. How much do you think Mr. Lincoln weighs? I have no idea. I don't if know I begin. If I remember correctly, it was like right around about 350, 400 pounds for Mr. Lincoln. Uh, the, when you see him sit down in the chair over at Disneyland, He's actually not physically sitting in the chair because the weight would crush the chair if he sat down into it. So that would have to actually, I would say more towards the 4, 450 range. Huh. But oh, that's... Wait. wait a second. I don't mean to interrupt. What? But Greg says he's back. Oh, he's back. He's so here. I'm going to ask, are you ready? I'm not ready, but let's do it anyways. And we'll add him uh, if he's a... Uh... And just in time, because I'm sure Greg can remember exactly how much one of these figures are weighing here. So, he um, but course. but you know, you take you take Mr. Lincoln weighing as much as he is, and being six foot four, you know, average built human, and now you take a uh, your Yeti, which is what nine ten feet tall. Oh, I think he's taller than that, but okay. As and with those big arms and everything, he's going to have that much more weight to him to make things move. So yeah, I can picture that thing easily uh, causing some serious problems structurally. Greg, are you there? Yes. Hey. So how was your workout? Uh, longer than I wanted to. You know, I told the old woman that uh, we weren't staying that long, and. I went to get her, and she's, oh, I've done this and that, and then I'm, like, sitting there waiting, going, you know, they're going to be done by the time you get and, off your ass and get done here. And and <laughs> and was it raining hard where you're at? Uh, it is now, yes. Okay. Yes, I can see it coming ashore right there. Okay, cool. We've... You can you can see it coming for sure from inland Anaheim, huh? He's yes, watching yeah, I got the Doppler, Doppler up on right. one of the other screens here, so. Just... Nerd. Playing with the toys, playing with the toys. Um, Nerd. Okay, you're a little hot there. Oh, am I hot? Yes. I know I am. 
Mr. McNaughton, tonight's show we are talking about uh, our 10 favorite audio animatronic figures. This was an email request. This was an email. Oh, really? Okay. And, and why are they our favorite? We haven't, had, we haven't been actually addressing the why. We haven't really done it. Sort of. But, We've been tangentially but, addressing the why. But, right. but, well, but before we're done, I want to ask you guys a question because um, with all the new talk about the billion dollars they're going to spend over in uh, DCA, I've got a, I got a question about their theming. So okay, somewhere right. before the Okay. But uh, one of the things Mike was just telling us that one of his uh, favorite ones is the Yeti over at Expedition Everest. When and it works, saying, right? When it works. Well, he says that they had to turn it off because it was causing problems with the foundation. Do you remember how much Mr. Lincoln weighs? Uh, a lot. Probably, I want to guess. Well, the earlier ones, I believe, weighed more because of the way they were made. But... Um, the newer ones, I didn't think weighed as much, but it's not so much. I don't think it's causing problems with the foundation over there. It's having some issues and vibration problems, and to get to him takes some major working to get him out. I think it's the biggest problem. I mean, yeah. think he's not really on a foundation per se. Um, well, I mean, like he, eventually he's 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 attached to a structure that eventually is attached down to some. I mean, he's attached well, to yeah, he's braced and he's he's yeah. got a platform or some kind of tie back and, to to support him and all that. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what I was just saying is, um, you know, Mike was talking about how much power that is takes to make that thing move, and I was just saying, you know, you take Mr. Lincoln as six foot four, and if I remember, it was like about three hundred fifty three four hundred pounds or something like that. Just for that figure, I don't know, you know. You get something like the Yeti, that's going to weigh a lot more in the amount of energy it takes to move them. Uh, yeah, but think, so what, part of the reason we have the animatronics we have today is because of the technology change and the way they operate. So I don't believe they necessarily are as heavy, but they also cause different kind of forces. Think of the old Lincoln, a very slow, methodically moving Lincoln. Now the new Lincoln, the Yeti, the auctioneer, the the um, well, yeah, has, the witch. They they can move much quicker, and, and it causes different kinds of forces that shudder down through their body, similar to more like a human being, where we can um, compensate for the quick movement of the arm. Now that that figure has to do the same thing. See, so, that's, that's what I was saying to Richard is that you know the the yeti swings his arm from back to front at full speed. There has to be a counterforce to slow it down and stop it. No, there is. It's not a counterforce per se. It's the way the the pneumatics and I um, kind of forgot what they, they've got. Some compensate. It's a it's, compensation, but it takes it, something it, uh, to stop it from moving. What ta what stops your arm from moving? Your muscles. The same thing that started it. Correct. And and in a similar instance is how they've made this breakthrough in the animatronics. If I remember it right, it it came out of um, the medical industry and the way. They make limbs for people yeah, was, and how they've pressed. And there's a way to control yeah, it's the a feedback, speed right? thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was up in uh, the university with the uh, biometrics lab up at, what was it, uh, Brigham Young University? I don't know. Up remember. there in Salt Lake that uh, specializes. They were working with them on that type of stuff. Regardless, so yes, words, it's, it's up there hanging, and it's got an arm moving. And there's, you know, there's, there's you know, 
There's so, vibration. There's there's energy transmitted back through uh, the figure to where it is braced. So, so we're we're saying that the Yeti has tennis shoulder right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what's your how many right. numbers have you uh, we, went well, so? Far? We were talking about number four, which is the Yeti. Number four, yes. Y okay. Yeti. Was are you are you working from best to worst or worst to best? Or, we're, you know, least favorite to most we're, favorite. We're, no, we're, we're just, just kind of tossing them out. Shoot, shooting them out there. So. <laughs> and how, what, how was the question phrase? Was it what's your top ten? Or? Hey, what, yeah, what, I'll read it to you exactly. Okay. It goes like this. Show idea. Hi, this is Dan Dude on the DPN forums. I have a show idea. I was thinking about this the other day. What are your favorite ten animatronics and why? And keep up the great podcasts. Okay, That's so no, it. no, necessarily ranking them or anything. Correct. All right. right, can I catch up now? Are you each playing four different ones on your own? Or are you kind of going? Oh yeah, I like that one too. That's good. Uh, I've just been we've just been kind of tossing them out there and yeah, like, just throwing them out. Doing and ten then each? Are you doing ten for the whole show? Well, I, I mean, know. if we do ten each, we're gonna <laughs> name every animatronic out there, right? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no, we didn't. We wouldn't. didn't discuss that parameter. I've just been taking notes. I can, I can guarantee you all three of us can name ten different ones and you would not even get close to running out. But would but wouldn't we be doubling up on some of them? No, absolutely not. You could do thirty animatronics and never double them up. Okay. Uh, all right. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So anyway, I've got two. As soon as I read it, Richard jumped on the redhead. <laughs> well, then not for the reasons of it being an animatronic, I'm sure. Yeah, well he said, I'll take the redhead. She's she's one good-looking robot. What can I say? And then I said, Wicked Witch of the West. And then Richard said, Timekeeper. And I said, Timekeeper doesn't exist anymore. Yes, it does. And that's well, just not, that's not in, the, in the United States. Remember, Timekeeper came out of Euro or Paris. Oh, yes. Pretty sure it's still there. Uh, but the, the one at Interventions is a Timekeeper. Yeah. Okay, is he still there? Yeah. I thought he was still there. All right. So yeah, yeah, I, last time I, I, there, could, was, I couldn't remember. And, and then, I saw the house of yesterday's future. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then I said the, the Yeti. Microsoft, the Microsoft commercial. And we were Well, you know, it's 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 yesterday's future because by the time it's out there it's already outdated by the time you brought it home, right? I mean it's just that's, it's just programming and video true. screens and stuff like that. Yeah. So that was All it. right. Well here's a nostalgic favorite. Mr. Swivel Hips. Ha! <laughs> the, origi the original Tom Morrow. At the uh, Mission to Mars Mission and to Mars. Mission, Mission to Space. Or, uh, Mission to Mr. Moon. Johnson. Mr. Johnson. That's yes. right. Oh, that's all right. he did was swivel to hips. His mouth moved. His arms moved a oh, little that's bit. Right. Mr. No. Mr. Johnson. Okay, but okay, he was one, he was one of how many misters in the park, right? That was a, a trivia question. Yeah, there was uh, uh, four misters in the park. Really, Four Mr. Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson, yes. Mr. Mr. Toad, Mr. Toad, Mr. Lincoln, Mr. Lincoln, and then uh, the first mate on the submarines. I can't remember what it was, Mr. Oh, Anderson. what they used to call him, yeah, Mr. Yeah. So So, take us down, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, those are the only four misters that we had in Disneyland. Um, what to think that's about not, that? It's not counting Mr. Arebus. Yeah. Okay, so that's a nostalgic one, not not for any great uh, outstanding animatronic, but it just, he just had a long history at the park and was. Okay, you know, yeah. Well, we, we were 
we you know we were going for you know didn't have to be I I we Mike chose we Mike movie. chose the Wicked Witch for the same reason I chose Timekeeper was the technology involved on it. But then well, yeah, if you do that, you have to go to the auctioneer also because he was he led the way to the new electronic. Right. But you know, it's Mr. Swivel Hips, Mr. Johnson. But you know, I, I should preface that with he, Disneyland's auctioneer led the way because he was the first one to I, get the. Uh, wasn't it Didn't Mr. He? Lincoln at Disneyland? Mr. I Lincoln and was, the auctioneer. I thought it was auctioneer first, but there's always a chance that you're wrong. That's true. <laughs> there's always a chance. Okay, so. Not in this case, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so, Mike, or, well, Greg, you got to play catch-up. So, beyond um, Mr. Johnson, who else would you say? Uh, the auctioneer. Um I would say I would agree with the witch, and well, 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 animatronic. You know, there's so many to choose from. Okay, now I'm gonna throw Spaghetti, something out there. Spaghetti would be up there too for me at this point. Go ahead, Mike. I was gonna throw say, you know, out. you can't say, you know, uh, say Small World dolls. Why not? Speaking of which, that, that's another subject before we uh, end the show. I want to talk to you about that. <coughs> uh, why, why couldn't we use one of those? What? Small world yeah, dolls? Yeah, Well, yeah, okay, fine. Primitive, but... Animatronic. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you, are they considered animatronics? Yes, they are. Um, my, see, I'll throw a, a fourth out would be um, the narrator, and I can't think of his name for, for, at the moment for Carousel of Progress. Oh yeah, wait. The, uh... Wait, what? No, I'm trying to think what was his name was. Dad. Yeah. I'll just call him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Dad. <laughs> I don't father. No, I father. The, the wife always called him father, and he called her mother. Right? right. Just father and mother. That might just be it. There's a good trivia question for you. Yeah. There's, yeah. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna say. Uh, Mr. Franklin, Ben Franklin, walking up the stairs. Oh yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Over at uh, American Experience, uh, that you know they made a, a big deal about it when he uh, first came out, and rightly so. It was really great looking. It was a neat effect looking as he walked up there. Yeah, but you know I'll give you that one because I think it's a good shot at having the first you know sort of walking animatronic. But you have to be sitting in the right spot for it oh, yeah. right. It oh, can yeah. look really cheesy if you're not in the right spot. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to that, I mean, right, see, right there, there's more than 30 animatronics in that show alone, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, but the uh, Will Rogers, is it Will Rogers? Will Rogers spinning his oh, lasso Oh, yeah, getting up. his lasso, spinning, yeah. Spinning his own lasso. It's not a trick. It's the animatronic actually twirling a real rope it's not a trick rope that yeah. i thought was quite an accomplishment when they did that now it's kind of passe nobody they're like oh yeah whoopee you know uh, yeah well i think people kind of take it for granted and they just don't quite realize the programming involved to get them to do that yeah beyond that the figure's not anything to write and home un- about it and unfortunately i don't think people quite realize who will rogers was well, you know, let's not get on that tangent about <laughs> your feeling about Mark Twain and 
how they don't teach it in school and how nobody knows these uh, characters. Let's just nobody, move on beyond. Nobody knows their history. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Franklin and Will Rogers and Mike, what's your next one? Oh, let's see. I am going through... Because I have another one right now. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> He's about to explode. I'm about to explode. I'm going to go with Jose at Disneyland. Oh, see. See. Because um, I was getting ready to say Michael, but that's okay. <laughs> Michael, Michael is right up there. <laughs> but it has to be the birds at Disneyland. Um. Come just, on, you know you're really a closet admirer of the under new management, the Zazu and uh, the other Nomina Yago. Sorry, I'm having I'm having some dessert right now. Please don't make me gag. Yeah. No, um, you know one of the first audio animatronic shows, the uh, piano wire that still runs through the attraction right now that makes it all work. Um, well, you can't really say one of the first. It really is the first, other than the Barker bird they had, I think, up yeah. there a little earlier, kind of getting you ready for the show. It That that really kind of led the way. Yeah, so um, that that would be my why on why Jose and Michael and Fritz and... Pierre. Thank you. They they would be right there on my uh, list. Gigi. <laughs> All right, so you're going to say Jose, huh? Jose. Well, not to, not to mention the person that did Jose's voice is a really cool guy too. So, all right. Well, Jose is Wally Bogue. That's right. Very cool guy. Um, got to talk with him, and when we they, we were doing an interview with him, he was doing Jose's voice. So, it was funny. Still, a very funny man. All right. Well, I'm going to pull another one out of the nostalgia hat. And say, okay. And say, uh, Dreamfinder floating along in the what is that? The Dreamcatcher, I guess. Dreamfinder on the Dream Machine. Dream Machine. Dream Machine. Is that the Dream Machine? I don't. I don't remember. I, I think Mike was closer. I'm not sure if exactly that, but it sounds sounds yeah. more. That, uh, there's another. I I remember what that used to be called, and I'm trying to remember, and I'm trying to think of it right now. I gotta. Go look at my Epcot book. But the whole the whole mechanism of how your little Omnimover vehicle would stay in synchronized motion with that thing while he talked to you was pretty cool. So that whole turntable yeah, that, thing was actually more impressive than the animatronic himself, as far as I'm concerned. But that that was kind of cool. Where yeah, they did that with uh, they also did that with the old Horizon show where part of it would stay with you for a little bit, and it was just yeah. I agree. That was kind of impressive. So, other uh, audio animatronics. Could I, uh, what were you going to say? Well, there's some, you know, sometimes you just got to look at, you know, almost the whole show. Like you could say America Sings as a show was a great collection of animatronics. Um, I mean, there there really are so many to choose from to try to pick the one because I could go back to American Adventure and just say there's just something kind of awe-inspiring about seeing Washington sitting on his horse at Valley Forge. You That's know? true. That that it's I, it's not 
like a great audio animatronic where it did a lot, but just the whole setting. It, uh, yeah, it's a very inspiring visual. Yeah, I could go to the Hall of Presidents because really a couple of my favorite presidents, uh, John Adams, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, the relative, Martin Van Buren, you know, they're not doing much. They kind of, you know, they turn <laughs> sideways. They see him breathe. They twiddle their thumbs and, you know, nod, look around. Not while someone's talking, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You, know, you, see, like, you see, like, Andrew Jackson looking over at, you know, William Harrison going, hey, you, know, you know, that Lincoln guy kind of knows yeah, something. Yeah, they, you know? they lean together, <laughs> nod, yes. <laughs> the two Johnsons are sitting there talking, yeah. Where, where's your present? You know, over there, that's my present, yeah. Okay. You know what would have been really good if they put Clinton right between the two bushes? <laughs> <laughs> We don't know where they're going to move uh, W. I mean, W will be moved now probably to um, another spot. But I I have to admit, I'm very happy, not just because I'm not a Barack fan, but Barack isn't going to get to speak. Oh, wait a second. No, 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 no. no. That's changed. Since when? (laughs) They just had an announcement a few months ago. I know. They announced that, you know, Clinton got to talk. Bush 2 got to talk. Now we're not doing it anymore. Well, guess what? The one got elected. Now they're changing their tune. Oh, really? Really, really. And and there's talk of adding Brock to Lincoln here. What do you think of that? Oh, I think that's, that's huh? No, okay. Let's let's back off for a second. <laughs> I don't like the the politician per se, but I respect the office. So sure. Depending on Just what like they do with the show, it might right? be okay. But it sounds like, you know, the left wing, uh, how would you say, Whack donation of Hollywood is, you know, <laughs> remembering their guy. I don't you know, know. that's funny. Is in all the times I saw Hall of Presidents with W, no one ever booed. In fact, I well, I might have heard one kind of, you know, very muffled uh, something. Nicker. But for the most part, when it was done, everybody clapped. Now, part of the reports I heard were over the, see, I'm not, see, Clinton 8, Bush 8, over the last 16 years, I guess, they've had some not so happy people, supposedly, that have, you know, kind of ruined the show because they can't keep their mouth shut. You know, as much as I didn't like Clinton, and I've made jokes about how it'd be great to make a scene where he's sitting at the desk and you see two feet coming out from under the desk, <laughs> uh, maybe a head bump against the desk. But uh, have a, I would have point towards the audience yeah, with a cigar great in moments it. in presidential history. <laughs> uh, Mr. Clinton, we're waiting for you in the Rose Garden. Thunk. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I can respect that it's the office of the president and go in there and. I, I like the show. I know it's boring to some, but I enjoy it. I, I guess I enjoy it for what it is and, and the patriotism and the, you know, yeah, we've got as much as there's some good men up there, there's some stupid guys too. Or not, maybe not stupid, but, you know, not very effective, good Less politicians, you know. And it's just it's just the way our system works. That's the, I guess you could say the great way of our system. If we don't like some guy, we vote him out and move on to the next guy. That's right. But. So or, enough of the politics part, but no. So I had not heard that. Where did you read or hear that? Did a trustworthy source? I okay. We know it's trustworthy. It's just you don't like it. Al Putz. Yes. 
Well, he he has a fairly decent record. Doesn't mean he's always right, and he has been wrong. Um, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they changed their mind because he got elected. I got to say, the night I was watching the election, I've never seen a group of talking heads so giddy. It's like they couldn't even stay in their seat. You know, it was it was actually yeah. almost comical to watch. Because um, you know, if it was the other way, they'd been like, we ju- you know, the polls just didn't. Look- I don't know what's going. You know, they would be analyzing it, but they were just so giddy. It was just, it was kind of funny. Yes. But all right, so what? I, I so I'm you know, not, I, yeah. I think the Lincoln needs a. You, or are you saying that Lincoln won't come back himself, but Lincoln's, Obama would come in and, and replace him, uh, or they'd be there to get co-star. Lincoln. A co-star. Wait, Lincoln's the co-star or Barack's no, the says, co-star? Lincoln's new co-star. Okay, so I, I can't okay. picture I can't picture how to do a show like that. Well, okay. yes, and, sure you could. I mean, Lincoln was the big change. You know, I mean, you've heard this. I've heard some comparisons between the two. Uh, you can't help but every time a new president's elected, somewhere down the the past, they find someone to say this guy's a lot like this guy, or because you know what Lincoln did to bring the country together and save the country. You know, Obama's here to save us. He's the Messiah. Blah blah blah. You know, I mean, you could see how they might be able to work something, or they could pull the race card. This guy's, you know, emancipated him. Now they're elected. I mean, you could. I mean, that's simple. That's the simple way. But I mean, sure, you could work somewhere into look at where the country's come. Now, the forty-fourth president of the United States, Barack Barry Obama. Barack Barry Obama. All right. Well, there well you are... know he has used the name Barry before. Yes. So. When, he, yes. when he was in high school and college, yeah, everybody called him Barry. Yes. All right. So, the a quick rundown is that um, the entrance to the Opera House would be where the exit is now. They're trying to get Lincoln back for the 55th anniversary. Um, they're Wait, gonna... but they're still showing the 50th anniversary show. Yeah, so they're going to get Lincoln back for 55. and uh, The bank will become the gallery. Uh, let's... Yeah, that's, you know, actually, you know, that's yeah, that's okay. one place we never really thought of. We just Correct. took for granted that that space was being used, for... but that's not a bad idea. It is. It's a good idea. All right. And then uh, they're going to make the theater smaller. Smaller? Yes. It's not very big as it is. It says visitors will wait in a small lobby area adjacent to the hat shop before heading into a smaller theater with fewer seats. And then it'll be no. a new Lincoln presentation, be shorter and more compelling. Um, Tony Baxter knows that the hundreds of seats installed in 1965 are a bit of overkill, regardless of how good the managers make the robotic president. So the show I've would been be presented. There when it's full. It's been a while, but I mean, I've been in there when it's full. But. So it's- Okay. That's, that's what that's what Al's saying. I'm just reading, right? Uh, history of Disneyland. Oh, so the show will be presented as a history of Disneyland technology and the importance Walt placed on patriotism and pride in the country for his little park. The curtain will rise on the familiar Abraham Lincoln figure who would give a stirring speech before introducing the nation's first president, George Washington, who would also say a few words. Okay, now I like that. So, okay, now if they kept this theme going, see, I, don't, I think we could go back through the archives and the show – and remember a time when I said they could they could make a small version of Hall of yeah. Presidents. Yeah, pick kind of a mini somebody, version. Yeah, yeah pick, pick somebody like a, a, a Washington, a Lincoln, some very, you know, take your, like, four most important presidents, whatever you think those might be, and have, like, a mini show about, you know, highlights of the presidents. You know, a lot of times a president is a is – a, um, 
history well, I, makes him more than he makes history, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The right place and the the right person in the right time. Sometimes they rise above it. You know, Bush showed some leadership, but then it got into a long quagmire in some people's opinion. But at the very beginning, when things were, you know, first happening, you know, the guy came out. You know, the 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 kind of Texan thing came out. On, but let's not that. get into that part of it. But I can see. Okay, you got you got the sitting president. So in four years, if he loses to, I don't know, Alan Keyes, um, <laughs> one of my favorites. Let's say Alan Keyes. Does that mean or Brock's out? Keyes is in. I don't know. It doesn't say That's anything about going, yeah. going beyond. It would. Uh, let's see. Uh, duh, duh. Piggybacking the work now going to eventually revamp Walt Disney World's impressive Hall of Presidents animatronic attraction, Walt Disney Imagineering now wants to create a condensed version of that new show for Disneyland. But instead of going through the entire parade of silent, nodding rubber presidents like Walt Disney World does, George Washington would then... Did he actually say rubber presidents? Yes, nodding rubber presidents. Uh, But then cut to chase and introduce the current president, which would be Barack Obama, when the attraction opens prior to the 55th anniversary. All right, you know, it's not bothering me as much. I mean, I, 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 because I kind of, we've talked about this kind of show before, and that, that doesn't well, really bother me if, if say, Florida kept Brock in there. The point of having the sitting president say something is not a bad thing, you know, regardless if you like him or not. And if people just need to show a little more respect um, when they're in there for, you know, the office and say what you will about the guy or how he's elected or whether or not he's got a real birth certificate, it doesn't matter now. Right. You know, just live with it. Well, I was going to say the uh, – yeah, I can – definitely see something if you have Lincoln in there and then you have Washington because Lincoln was there of course with the uh, Civil War and Washington set the standard on what was going to be expected of the president. No FDR though. And <laughs> just have uh, Well Barack uh, Barack kind of serves that purpose. He is the new FDR. In fact did you see well, the cover no, of I'm, Time I'm just talking I'm just talking about the empire that FDR created. Did for. you see the cover of Time magazine? Yes I did. With Barack sitting there with the Cigarette holder and the hat in the back. Basically, they put his head into that famous picture of Roosevelt. Oh, that would just color and colorize the picture so that it looks like it was. Actually, I thought it looked black and white, which didn't take much work. I thought it was colorized. The 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 (laughs) background (laughs) was all. Yeah, whatever. Just move on. All right. (laughs) I don't know. You know, I'm not that. I'm I'm not that big of a deal. So let's get back to our favorites and. We'll worry about that if it actually uh, arrives. So I'm going to go to something completely different then, and I'm <laughs> going to add Lucky the Dinosaur. Oh, Have you actually seen Lucky the Dinosaur? Hmm? Yes, I have. Because when they were testing Lucky the Dinosaur, they were testing Lucky over at California Adventure. Okay, I've never seen him, so I just wondered. Okay. Yes. And it was pretty cool? Lucky Very cool. Lucky the Dinosaur. That's now, he, part of his walking is the balance of that. Of oh, the thing he's pulling. Thing he's pulling, right? Right. That's where the uh, main computer and everything else. Right. Was but I'm kept. talking about the His actual that plays some part in him being stable as a walking entity. Let's say they could self-power right. all that crap inside of him. That's that's really kind of the part of the. Well, it was to help the stability, but they later brought out. Uh, what the was Muppet it? Uh, the mobile Muppet the Muppet, Lab. The Muppet Lab, that would look which like was built on a Segway. Segway yeah. And that, I, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. So. And that one was that one is also very cool. That hey. one is even more cool since it is on two wheels. So does Push qualify as an animatronic? 
No. Uh, Push doesn't, but a freaking robot with a remote speaker in it. It's not really. Uh... Uh, okay. You know what that is? That's a that's a um, Mamba. Was that what it's called? Roomba. Roomba. That's a Roomba with a microphone on it. <laughs> Roomba. A big Roomba. <laughs> okay. So, so where what where are we on the count now? Lucky the dinosaur is number ten. Lucky the dinosaur yeah. is number 10. ten for some people. I don't, I don't know if I. Yeah, he's interesting. He's, I you know is I kind of look at that top ten list as what brings you back to the park, as far as animatronics go. If you're a big animatronics guy, you know Lucky wouldn't necessarily bring me back to the park like seeing some of these other shows. Uh, but I understand it's a it's a technological breakthrough, which is is which is a good thing. Um, so nobody found like the Indiana Jones character is compelling to mention or. Um, no, he's uh, the, the bride or the I. You know, you got the, an icon of Disneyland and Disney World. You know, the the uh, the care the graveyard caretaker. You know, with boring. his dog. Boring. Boring. <laughs> oh no, my I'm, god. Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't do much, but you know, no, there I, is I, a compelling. It's a great storyteller. I mean that that sets the stage for your your next scene. You know, that's no, the segue. I, I, You're I agree. There, you know, yeah. There, there's the. Uh, I was thinking of the same, the same area, the uh, haunted mansion, um, the, the duel. Also, I like the duel. The guys doing the duel just with the uh, simple effect on just having them reappear out of the pictures there. But I just always thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, now see those. I, I, I guess in the truest sense of what, what actually is an animatronic, it's a, it's a something that's controlled by and it's animated by sound, basically, right? Well, it's uh, it's it's audio. No. No, audio, audio, audio animatronic. Walt's I think original term, definition of audio animatronic was 3D animation. 3D animation that had a recorded sound with it. Because okay, so that that would that Jose would was, uh, qualify because guys do move somewhat simply, but they do move. Because Jose was never run by sound or even electronics; it was a cogged wheel that moved the uh, piano wire to make Jose move. So when he was playing with his little joysticks, he's just moving wire, in in your opinion. No, that was later on. But I mean, originally Jose was piano wire that was on a cogged wheel. That was. I think Greg, uh, Greg's referring to that film of Walt. Yes, Holden I know. He's, I know what he's demonstrating to. the animatronic to. Was that it was not before? The yeah, that was before the uh, thing hit the streets. You might say. And and, was, and there's a big box on that joystick that was recording the movements on the tape. That was when he was talking to, uh, if I remember, it was Julie Reams. During the special 1965 Ambassador, which was, if I remember correctly, after. uh, I don't know. No, no. I think you're mixing up two different interviews. I think that's a black and white interview. Oh, no, no. I I do remember the interview you're talking about. The interview with uh, the reporter. Okay, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. No, the funny thing about that one that you're talking about is after hearing um, John Hinch talk. You know, John Hinch is in that interview when he's right. walking around with her. And they get to the Plaza Inn to des- describe this new restaurant. Yeah. And he 
showing them where the birds and there's going to be this Avery where have these birds. Next time you see that movie, look at John Hinch and just study John Hinch and listen to Walt. You're going to see John Hinch go, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> in his head. Like, that's not plan. There's a big WTF in his eyes going, "What the hell are you talking about, Walt?" <laughs> Uh, and it's funny to see. Actually, you know, it wasn't Hinch that mentioned that. It was Marty Scolar, because I think Hinch was already dead by the time I saw this uh, 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 thing with Marty talking about that, and they showed it. It was at one of those um, Disney alumni uh, events. So yeah. it's, it's it's pretty funny. And you just see John, go, and, uh, and, uh, and they call it, or um, uh, Scolar calls him Johnny. He says, look, now watch Johnny here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so other animatronics that we like, you know, I you gotta give credit to the first Yeti, because oh, the Harold, first yeah. Yeti <laughs> will set the stage for future Yetis. As simple again as he is, um, does he move? I think yeah, his arms move, move, right? They kind of no, lift up I, together, don't they? Yeah, they they, they flip up I together. Go, arr, or arr, if they arr. don't anymore, they did it one time. I see his eyes light up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, think. I. He, yeah, I think the one shifts the one Yeti shifts his weight to one side, but yeah, the arms lift up on him. We had like to do animation. We had to do animation checks in the middle of the night. Okay. I think we still do animation checks. Okay. Animation checks wasn't to make sure they worked. We didn't turn them on and off. We went by okay. to make sure they weren't leaking. They weren't spa- and, going spastic stuff like and, that. You- and the reason we're making sure they don't leak is because they have hydraulic fluid running in them because they move. If they didn't move, there was no need to work, check for leaks on them in the middle of the night. You yes. led people to believe with your statement that we were checking the motion, which we were not checking the motion. Oh, we're checking, we were checking to see if they were leaking in the middle of the night. Leaking on been, fire, being on when they, they shouldn't they, be, all those kind of things. If they were taking a leak on company time, uh, and then we'd have to call in the real people that knew what they were doing to have them figure it all out. So, All right. So... I might have got lost, but after looking at a dinosaur, what'd you, what'd we decide to put down? Oh, the great making show notes or something. Yeah, he's doing show notes. No, he's... just, just for, you know, so we can go back if we have to, what'd you say, Richard? Greg said the grave digger with his dog out. In oh, mansion. the grave digger. Okay. And uh, I, I, I just threw in the, uh, party scene and Greg also mentioned the bride too. Is that an animatronic? That's that's, that's projection. No, I don't. The think old bride did. The old bride she used to move. Heart move. She kind of. Oh come back on! We should have set oh, the ground rules for right? animatronic. More than one <laughs> one axis of movement required. Uh, no, I did not say those were on my list. I asked because no one mentioned anything from the mansion. Anything from Indiana Jones, nothing from Dinosaur. So, you know, here's a you guys said you couldn't hardly mention 30. I mentioned a couple of attractions that have more than 30 alone in those yeah, attractions. But, okay, but that's kind of cheating. Oh, I'm gonna say American Adventure. There's there's 30. Okay, these animatronics, yes, they're doing something, but are the main characters Mark Twain, Ben Look Franklin? At, they, shake, they shake hands, and then you well, see smoke. See smoke coming out of his cigar, out of Mark Twain's. I mean, those are two good characters yes. that have a lot of Will, motion. The, the Will Rogers we you already know? talked about. Um, Will Rogers. 
uh, I mentioned that I thought that uh, Washington sitting on the horse but, was a moving, inspiring character. Actually, the two guys that actually talk are even better going, you know, look at the guy over on the horse. Cold. Yeah, yeah. Here. You know. Um, Hall of Presidents, right? Yeah, there's freaking, they're all animatronic because they all kind of move and give, simulate life. But really? You're going to count, you know. Okay, but well, you said. Uh, in in, in fairness, for... I'll say Greg, Greg mentioned that he would just refer to it as an entire show concept on that and America Sings because there wasn't any one. Well, that is true, Richard. But at the beginning, you guys said you didn't think you could mention 10. I said all three of us could mention 10 different ones. I was trying to come up with quality, quality ones. Animatronics that impress you by... by, Well, think about this quality, okay? You've got two animatronics now in uh, Hall of Presidents which are, you know, multi-million dollar ones that will no longer be doing, you know, jack. Now they just stand there. Oh, wait. You don't think that they can... I guess they couldn't. Well, you know... They could reuse reuse the one that's programmable and replace... You know, put it... They could have taken Clinton's and put them inside Bush. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yes. As yeah. long as they're close to the height and they can be adjusted within, you know, let's let's say you take it Adams, who is barely over five foot or maybe five, four, five, six. I don't know. He's pretty short. And you take Washington, who's like six, one, six, two, six, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's um, six, four. six, four or five. You want all those range of motions. I mean, OK, but do you see, have to make a new one or can you can you put like an erector set? Can you put a couple of pieces in to make him taller? I really don't know. I'm I'm being facetious a little bit because I don't know if you can fully. Uh, but you, make you know, him, just change him out or not? I don't know. You can you make know, him it's sitting. A good you know, once, once, he, once think he's think no he longer talking, he's a, he's now a sitting president, uh, uh, right? Who, Clinton? No, oh, anybody. You know, the, oh, there's a yeah. great height change, right? You can make whoever was significantly shorter or taller sitting down, so you can't tell that he's been. Yeah, replaced. but the one that's the one that's going to be the lead character now that's going to talk is. You're going to want to yes. keep them as close as possible to the. In fact, the, I mean, they, they they pride themselves on making them as real exact, as possible. You know, yeah. so. Yeah. But but most of it, I got to say, most of that body is just uh, stuffing, basically. Like, way. Yeah, stuffing. It's 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 just uh, like plastic shoulder pads stuff. and plastic and everything. The filler around the superstructure itself, and I think the superstructure itself can probably be adjusted up and down a little bit. It might be able to. I mean, it's like taking steel pipes in a way, you know, and making them talk. Because there's not much to it when you see the guts, obviously, like the American Sings ones you see in in the... um, Star Tours. Star Star Tours. Tours. Disneyland, right. There's not much to them underneath. Well, I mean, the the, uh, Timekeeper's a good example, too. Of what one would look like without all the, and he's got a little extra on just for show. Uh, right. Even he's even he as the one where they're showing him in the inside is not quite accurate. But all right, um, I have one to add. What? What's that? But the storyteller on the rivers of America. Oh, the shaman. The shaman. The shaman yeah, on Lance River. A good one. It's probably overlooked. A lot of people don't realize he was a a was an A one hundred. He was one of the new ones. He was one of the Zarkov figures, and they had to uh, on all the Indians that are sitting around in that they did a heck of a lot of work experimenting with the uh, skins because they yeah, had a, a huge problem with the UV being out, outside exposed to the elements broke down in less than a month. Oh, I and thought you were going to 
they you were gonna say they became the pale man. Ah, that too. But no, the 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 uh, the skin was always breaking down within you know four or five weeks, to where it was noticeably aged, and they'd had to do a lot of different experiments on how to uh, formulate whatever they were going to use on that. Unlike, you know, so many of the other audio electronics that are in a controlled environment indoors. Well, 95, 98% of them are indoors. That's what I'm saying. This is that, I would go with Mike. That's that's a rather unique, the shaman and the uh, other... Because uh, it's, not, it's not the centerpiece of a show, but it's a rather elaborate animatronic for basically set dressing. Yeah. And, you know, there's one other thing about the shaman that I liked as well that kind of reminds me about the... Uh, uh, spaceship earth is the language is a real language that he's speaking and he's telling a real story i can't remember what language it is but it really it's uh, it oh, thank you what nation choose one of 500 <laughs> i i don't know oh by uh, the way did you hear the the dumbass uh problem with uh a thanksgiving celebration in claremont yeah, the, the elementary school, the kindergarten class that was being protested by uh, Native Americans. I thought that was so stupid. What? Okay, here's what happened. They, every year, this, this school's been doing this for a year. They take the five-year-olds, and there's two schools kind of close together. One school dresses up as Indians. The other one dresses up as pilgrims. They uh. walk to the other school. They share a lunch, a, a turkey lunch, and they learn about the whole you know Thanksgiving they, it, thing. Okay. They alternate okay, so, the roles each year. Yeah, so one mother went to the city council, stood up and protested. She happened to be Native American, not of the tribe that is the tribe that, you know, we decimated with smallpox and everything else uh, that shared the actual Thanksgiving. But she protested saying it was equivalent to slavery and the Holocaust, what they were doing. So basically, she got support of about five other people from what I understand. So the other 95% says, screw you, school board. Worse than our kids in their little costumes anyways if they spend a month working on. Yeah, the kids are looking forward to this. Yeah. So they today they went there, and there were some protesters. And the parents' backup goal or, or plan was going to be if they don't let them have their turkey lunch or they tell them to go home because of the way they're dressed, they were going to pull them out of school tomorrow because the school will lose funding for every kid that doesn't come yep. to school tomorrow. That's California, yes. So that was their backup plan. So they did get protested today. I understand that they did go ahead and have the meal. but Yeah, they went ahead and did exactly what they usually Finally, do. some parents grew a set and said, screw political correctness. This is wrong. This happened. This is real. Yes. You know, it's I not know. like we're, we're getting together and saying, you know, that school's the Nazis. This school's the Jews, Jews and yeah. we're going to come but and gas you is, for lunch. I mean, this other, is a positive the thing. Other part of it as well is you're talking talk over me. Go ahead and keep talking. Well, because I talk. Go ahead, because I, I'm not, I'm not hearing what you're saying yet. Go ahead, Richard. That's fine. Because okay, go ahead, Richard. I can't hear what you're saying. You're about to say, and I was going to try to say, but you're going to say it anyways, that, yes, this is a po- it was a positive uh, story between the pilgrims and the indians it wasn't like the cowboys and indians good guys and bad guys everybody was a good guy everybody was sitting down the pilgrims were trying to uh survive their first couple years here the indians helped them 
teaching them, you know, the the native plants that are, were in the area, like corn and so you know some of the other native uh, edibles that were in the area to help them survive. It was a very good story, and for this to be the first story for that children are exposed to, I, I have always thought it was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> the deafening yeah, silence anyways. you hear now is is Greg getting back at Richard Sorry, for man. cutting him off. <laughs> no, I I just sat there and I was tuning out because he repeated everything I'd already said, so in a much longer but, drawn out way. But that's okay. Durant was actually getting kind of funny. <laughs> Screw Let's get this. back on subject wait a matter. No, tonight, no, wait, wait. Dude. But I want to hear about the parents grew a set and said what? Well, the, the, the parents grew a set and said, screw you, political correctness. One person, why are we always bending over and taking one for the team because one minority person says they don't like it? Too bad. On the other hand, the majority would like to have a little bit of free speech too, just not the freaking minority you know we have rights too and we're tired of rolling over for you and half the time i have to say that one minority person isn't even a part of the minority that they claim to re represent well, so it's like that dad who represented himself because of his atheist view saying that the girl didn't want to say the pledge of allegiance or under god yes, or whatever yes yes that thing well recently there was another story about that the school that's only got you know, 40, 50 people in the whole school in the multiple levels. They had stopped doing the Pledge of Allegiance. They wanted to do it again. It became a big blown-out thing. They were like, okay, if you want to go say the Pledge of Allegiance, go up two flights of stairs up to the, you know, this is like a three-story old schoolhouse. Go up to the auditorium, and you can say the Pledge of Allegiance. What the? F just do it in the class like everybody else did growing up. And what is the big deal? Oh, I volunteer to do it. I don't volunteer. You know, just... We live in a country that happens to be called the United States of America, and we pledge to our flag. What do you know? Oh, my God, you know. Jesus Christ, <laughs> I can't believe the, the pettiness sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm people come to this country because what they we have here. Don't They're, they're not coming, you know. I don't I'm, go to Mexico to change Mexico to my way. I would go to Mexico because something there has what that I, I want. want. Yes. You know, I, I said to Karen the other day, you know, we should move to Ireland or move to Scotland. She goes, there's no work. I said, who cares? I'm tired of California <laughs> raising my taxes, screwing me over, and uh, go, we should just Don't blow leave the country. Place. Go to another state. Texas. I'm going Texas someplace that doesn't good. have income tax. That's where I'm going. Texas doesn't have income Nevada. tax. Nevada. <laughs> oh, wait, no, Texas has it, because they don't have property. They, there's some tax they don't have in Texas. Uh, Florida's the same way. I think they're they're one of those states that doesn't have one. Oh, Delaware. No sales tax in Delaware. <sighs> oh, you know, there's, oh, don't, you know, this is the wrong show, but, yeah. you know, it, the, the representative from Delaware was deemed qualified, though his state has less people living in it than Alaska. But let's not go there. Okay, so moving on. Uh, other animatronics that I like, let's see. Well, again, uh, you'd almost have Big Al. Okay, I was going to say the whole place, Big Al. Big Al is a classic. Big Al. Big Al is this classic moment in that attraction. Yeah, I agree. Big Al is definitely memorable and a much missed character at Disneyland. Yes, he is. Uh... 
I mean, he stole, no matter what the show was, he stole the show. In the original show, it was great. And then when they did the holiday, the Christmas show, uh, the my favorite scene right there when he's still singing, wa- walking through a winter wonderland, and suddenly he gets hit with the spotlight. His eyes just bulge uh, open. Yeah. Uh, I love that shot. <laughs> yeah, I used to like the piano player a lot because he, you know, never spoke, was just there at everybody else's whim, you know. And he, uh, yeah. but, and he would, like, make crack wise on the piano, right? You know. Yeah, and Trixie coming from the ceiling—that was always—I always thought that was kind of cool having a figure, because I was so used to, when I remember when I was a kid first watching uh, Country Bears, I was used to seeing things that were separated, you know, by the stage. They're on the stage, I'm in the audience, and then suddenly you have this figure that was coming down from overhead. Suddenly, this audio animatronic figure is in the audience right there with you. I always thought that was kind of cool, too. Not Trixie. Um, oh. What is her name? Trixie was the big bear. Teddy Barra? Not Teddy Barra. Teddy Barra. Something like that. All right. So that goes down the nostalgia category, then? Yeah. Okay, Disneyland. Yeah, they still have it over at Florida. So, what else is there? Anything else we want to bring up? Have we? Well, you, you it, It's hard to skip over the Jack Sparrow character. In Pirates, yes. Yeah. Though I don't think the one that you see the closest, at least at Disneyland, the one in Florida is not as close in the uh, the finale. When you get real close to him, he loses his realness, if you will. Uh, so Disney kind of still has protect uh, perfected seeing an animatronic, I don't think, quite that close. There's just something kind of shiny about the skin, rubbery. You know, yeah, to use yeah. Al Putt's words. Um they still haven't quite got down how all of our facial movements. Now, Dreamfinder or Dream uh, Storyteller was getting there kind of close. There was a lot of motion. I think uh, when they originally told us about that animatronic when we were up in Glendale, um, or that was not Glendale, that was the other the other joint. Uh, uh, Hunga. Hunga. Uh, they were talking about this character had more movements in its face than most characters do in their whole body. So I, I I thought they were kind of getting to the point where, you know, maybe the cheeks can come up or, you know, you smile, you get a dimple. They haven't quite figured out how to make it all stretch around quite good enough, in my opinion. Uh, but, hey, you know, it's just hey, it's one step. Yeah, it's president. one step at a time there. So you take you take into consideration go back to the original pirates um that we remember all the way back into the 70s and then you take a look at you know jack sparrow and some of the ones we're looking at today just the technology i mean just 10 years ago just incredible technology behind them all yeah they've made some big leaps um and it it does look good so uh, i i was probably (laughs) gonna go to the the tiki room and say something also but, you know, Maelstrom's got a couple good ones. Um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the troll. You know, 
You got, I mean, within uh, Spaceship Earth, Back to Horizons. I mean, there were animatronics. Uh, the, uh, uh, the old were dolls. They didn't move all that much. There were a few that had some motion. You're right. A lot of them were static, kind of standing there. Um, but the wait, wait, wait. The exit to Space Mountain or Horizons were dolls. Horizons. Okay, you never saw the exit to Space Mountain, did you? With the old. Uh, uh, the the RCA display of the home of the future type thing. No, not that I can okay. recall. No, because that ended. I only remember seeing it once back in the eighties when we went way back 80s, then. I don't. 80s, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember seeing it later on when I went in there. So nineties. Well, yeah, I'm not sure when uh, when it left. To to be honest with you, but it had some small movement. Most of them were pretty static, also. Um, but. You know, it was, it was enjoyable to see. I I actually have to say, as much as I don't like the um, Stitch character, the That's animatronic, animatronic yeah, is pretty good. I like Stitch. That shows. Uh, Stitch show. is a good, obnoxious character. But he has heart, so we all like him. That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I still I still like watching Lilo and Stitch on Saturday morning cartoons. That's one of the ones I do enjoy. I'm sure, watching. Jack the Ripper had a heart for some people too, but uh... <laughs> he just took theirs. <laughs> so um, where else? We, uh... Where else do we want to? You know, you well, mentioned indie. Thinking... Yeah, I expected more out of the indie character. I was a little disappointed that they. Didn't do Harrison Ford's voice or him like they did in the great movie, right? I don't know what that's about. Um, you know, it's it was kind of nice to see the Duke on a horse. Uh, he moves pretty. He moves fairly decently. Not too bad. John Wayne on the horse, oh. uh, giving his searcher speech. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, the great movie ride. That was uh, just a lot of great scenes in there. There's an attraction that could have some updating, though. What, yeah. Right? And I think it's a little underrated at times. I think it was great when it first came out, but I think it's always kind of gets forgotten. And now that's lost behind that giant hat. The only thing they're willing to update on the great movie, right, is that the the montage at the end. All right. I was sorry. I was also listening to the um, One Little Spark uh, song here. Well, you guys were talking um, to see what they called, he called the dream bag and put it in the dream port. But I thought in this song he, he mentioned what they call that flying contraption he's on. But uh, anyways, I was trying to do multiple things here. Uh, Let me know how you, you know there, sell there, it there was a, a lot of good good animatronics in uh, World of Motion before it you know got whacked. But I don't see yeah. you know we we talked about this. A while back, about how they seem to be shying away from. Oh, I I just got one that just jumped in my head. How about Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> I fully forgot Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. He's a he is. I kind of enjoy not not the animatronic so much, though. I do think it's cool. He can pull out his ear and put it back. Um, but I like the wit, the humor of it. You know, it's it's more yeah. about what he's doing than he's all that spectacular. I mean, he wiggles his feet, his eyes move. He's not that much different than um, uh, Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. And, yeah, it's always kind of cool to see a character you can relate to or like 
animated, but you know, I don't know. What I, what I was I about like, to say is, is we're, we've noticed that they're getting away from those big. Yeah, well, definitely they are. Um, now on the Reimagining website, I think the previous post that was there for a while. Uh, talked about outsourcing animatronics and i put a post in uh, the dpn and it really didn't get a lot of attention or i didn't think people really really cared that much like the reanimation uh reimagineering site who thought it was you know obscene that disney would outsource to say china to make animatronics and i'm thinking they already do a lot of outsourcing, and it's not like they 100% build every animatronic. Uh, it would be like saying Detroit 100% makes the car. I mean, some parts come assembled from Canada, uh, from Mexico, and yeah, the, radio you know, the final assembly is there. But, you know, it's uh, is it that big of a deal if the final product is what you want and it works? I'm, I'm kind of going on to the question of, you know, We've known that a lot of the parts that, you know, Disney assembles them, but a lot of the parts have always come from other sources. And is it just something new? I mean, are they talking about outsourcing an entire figure, or is it well, just what that they were saying people was are one just of rediscovering them, it? Well, no, they were saying one of the reasons that they could afford to do It's a Small World in Hong Kong was that, you know, because there's hundreds of those little uh, dolls. Yeah. Uh, dolls they could afford it because the labor is a lot cheaper and it's quick and it's efficient. So okay. you know, does it matter? It's made, does it matter that the animatronics would have a stamp on it that says "Made in China"? You know, Disney's a worldwide company, and it's you know, even if it's built in China, I'm sure it's going to be built at a Disney shop, or well, at least Disney's going to have an office there that's going to be overseeing it. I wouldn't count on it. They might have a guy that goes out there now and then. I mean, do do I need to be in Vietnam to have guys draft for me? No, I email them something. They email me something back. I never meet them. It's all by email. This is done all the time. It's you know, it's outsourcing in a lot of ways can be like that. You need a, you know, a part machined, and they can do it for two cents an hour because they got child labor in, in Bangladesh, you know, machining these little parts. Big deal. Or I mean, I'm yeah. being facetious here, but do you need to see that? Do you need to oversight it? No, they've got a guy well, making four cents an hour overseeing it, and then it gets into a box that a guy making maybe three cents an hour sends to you. So yeah. do you do you know? Do you care? See, this is the problem with our society, and and part of the way you know inflation may or may not get away from us at times. We keep demanding things at a really cheap price. So what's a company do to compete? They send it to where they can get cheap labor now. Somebody like our new president, even the one who was running against them, all promised they'd keep jobs home. Well, how the hell are they going to do that? Right, let's say, for instance, let's take our animatronics now. Will the new administration tell Disney they can't make their animatronics overseas? You've got to make them here. How do, how do you keep the job at home? You either have to put levies or... Uh, what well, was the right well, term well, on okay. products coming in tariff. to make them or ex tariffs to make them more expensive, right? I mean, how else do you do that? Well, you know, well, it's... simple economics tells you that if the labor pool across the border, for example, is cheaper, 
and everything gets sent over there. Okay, where ultimately, because they get more work, their cost, their their cost of living goes up. Their their standard of living goes up, and things here become cheaper, and then it shifts back. You know, it, it'll it, never stay it's... offshore. It'll always there's always a balance because if it stays offshore too long, then it actually becomes cheaper to do things here because. There's nothing else going on here. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because that's exactly what happened with the movie industry for the last, what, 15 years or so, to where everything suddenly was getting outsourced up to Canada because it was cheaper to film in Vancouver. Toronto and Vancouver than it was down in California. And for that matter, even prior to the can Canadian shift, a lot of stuff got moved to Florida because it was cheaper to film in Florida than it was to film in California. Well, part of that and is it, trying to get around the unions. Why do you – Why? I mean – Titanic cost, what was it, a billion to make, or no, no, five hundred million to make? Hundred million, uh, some outrageous the, uh, amount of money at the time. Where'd they film it? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, but but you know, th and that's exactly it. Eventually, what happens is now we're seeing a huge influx of filming co going back into California. Why? Because as things got, as more things get filmed up there, suddenly people are looking for the jobs down here and so okay are you kidding you the, the hollywood is still decimated from the last strike and they're going to end up in another they're strike, another strike yeah. they, oh they the ever, actors are going to strike aren't they dumbasses they have never fully recovered hollywood is in a shambles well, you never fully recover from a strike that was one thing that when i was in college i remember we were talking about you strike for x amount of pay you will never see it because if you just continue to working and continue negotiating, at least you're getting paid. But you go on strike for 100 days, that's lost, and you're never going to regain that no but, matter but, how know, much they give you. That, I, I believe, is economic bullcrap or pseudo-economics because I had a boss who told me you can never make 100% profit. And I don't buy it. His logic was you've paid X amount for the thing up front to sell it. You've paid your employee so much money to sell it. You've paid for lights. You paid for this. You know, so in his mind, you can never make 100% profit, even though you could mark it up four or five hundred percent. Because the way his mind worked, you can never make back what you spent to get that. Okay, and that's the same kind of thing. Well, what if you only strike for three days, and you've got a pretty decent increase? You'll make that up in a very little time. Okay. Yeah, but how many strike? How many strikes go for? Big, big old increases. Well, yeah, but we're talking okay, a whole different level. We're, we're, uh, we're assuming. But let's talk about the, the the last grocery store strike, right? What were well, they striking over? Were they striking I over love cash? That that yeah, was, we that all liked good. it. Yes, we've talked about it. But were they striking over money? No, they're striking over benefit. A benefit that they were not going to be able to win at. Well, okay, but, what's killing the I'm auto industry right now? What's that? Killing the auto industry right now. Oh, the union, the 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 guy making seventy bucks an hour, screwing freaking bolts onto a car. Well, not only that, but the labor union requiring that. While that guy does that, you have to have five people doing that same job. You know, demand demanding on how the assembly line is supposed to be taken care of. Okay, now you tell me this: How can a Japanese company in the United States pay? If basically the seventy seventy five dollars is including all benefits, retirement. You know, yeah, I, know. I was I was that, throwing out a big number just to sound. Stupid. I know, but that that is about right. Actually, that's it's been talked about a lot lately, and including all their bennies, it's about right. 
the Japanese automaker does it for 40 Plus, in general, the uh, the American car has, or I mean the uh, foreign car has a better reputation than Japanese. Maybe not the Korean cars coming in, which are a piece of crap. But uh, the Japanese cars have a very good public yeah. feeling. You know, with the, with the G, 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 average public guy thinks it's a better car than the American car. The Americans can't make crap. So you got people who will buy American just because it's American. Then you have a lot of people who will say that Americans just make crappy cars, which isn't necessarily true. Yes, there are a lot of crappy cars out there. How does the the uh, AUW uh, American Auto Uniteau UAW yes United Auto Workers how have they not unionized the Japanese shops, or if they are, how can they get so much less money? from the Japanese companies to assemble cars here. Well, I don't know. You drove an Isuzu. The Isuzu was made here in California. It was a GM, it was a GM car. It, well, it they GM owned like 51% of Isuzu. And the first one I the first the Isuzu I had the first year of that car or that truck had a, a Chevy engine in it. And then they switched over to the Honda. Isuzu overhead cam high performance engine. Um but anyways, there's uh, the I think the Z4 and the on the BMW line, the Z4 and the X5 and X3 are made here. They're not made overseas. Now my three series was made overseas. Um, so, but I'm saying if if you know all these automakers learned, I think it was in the 80s that they better do some building here. Okay, so they are building here. Nissan's got design studios here. The when they first made their first hard body truck was designed, I think, in San Diego. Uh, made in California. How can the auto industry not be unionized even in a Japanese shop on American soil? I don't know if they are or not. I don't know anybody that works for any of the Japanese or German automakers. I don't know. Uh, you know but my, my point I was going to say is um, on strikes, when we were talking about it, you yourself were saying that the 100-day strike that Hollywood had, what, two years ago? They're still trying to recover from, and they're getting ready to go on another strike. That's no, why I was the making rider the strike point wasn't on... two years ago. That yeah. was the rider strike wasn't two years ago. Was it only a year ago? It was in two thousand eight. Wasn't this year? Was it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's it was. Well, I think it went over the it went over the holidays from two thousand seven into two thousand eight. Okay. Don't you? It screwed up about so every, a, every TV series a year yeah. ago. So, so it was a year, year. ago. But still, you know, you you yourself were making a comment about, you know, the money that was lost, the revenue was lost, the television shows, the movies that all got messed, kind of got screwed up. I don't know. There was a lot of good shows and a lot of good uh, uh, movies that still came out. But, you know. Yeah, but most of those were already done or in the final parts of their post-production. And then why do you think we got a slew of reality shows? Because there's... No, there's no writing. For the most part, there's no writing. They could get those shows out. That and, then was you ended up, and then you end up having people like uh, Letterman and I think Leno saying they'll just pay the writers themselves. They need to get their shows going That's again. That's right. Yeah, but <laughs> the uh, the main part, one of the main thrusts on the uh, writer's strike was the reality show. Because you do have writers on those shows. and but they Well, their, their biggest thing, is, which is with the new strike coming up, is about content that is sold on the internet and direct to video they're not getting yeah. a piece, as big of a piece as they want of that market and there's a huge direct to video 
and you know right through iTunes Market that you know never hit the theaters. Yeah. So right. So right. I say get an you know go get another line of work. You so don't like it. You <laughs> chosen field. Stop. Bitching. On the uh, audio animatronic <laughs> figures, <laughs> we'll never go I think strike. we've said enough. <laughs> I would yeah, like we, to know, going on to a new subject, Greg, you got to go on It's a Small World. Yes, I did. And by the way, do you know what opens tomorrow? Sleeping Beauty. The castle, yes. Job. I've seen pictures of it. It looks pretty clean nice. I, I've walked I've walked through it. it it's very nice. It it still has a very good classical feel. It doesn't look like it's been overdone into new technology. Good. good, good. It, hey, it, by the way, in the parks like, tomorrow, they're actually they're there today, tomorrow, and, and Thursday. Electric Mike and Kilt Boy are in town. Oh, okay. So I may go over there tomorrow. Yes, I wrote on this uh, the soft opening <laughs> last Wednesday of It's a Small World. Now you told me it was a soft opening, Richard. I don't know if it's the official or the soft. One thing I did notice is I didn't see the every 15 to 30 minute uh, projection show on the facade. So I don't know if it's not running this year, just wasn't ready so to you, go. You went Wednesday, Christmas at Disneyland did not start until Friday. So that show didn't start until Friday. Okay. Oh, right. Oh, Christmas didn't start till Friday. So Christmas the trees and the garland Friday. I saw were transitional. They were, they were still in transition. They were still putting things up. Or, or not yeah, actually, we didn't. That wasn't a Christmas tree I saw. Then that was a like transitional tree or something. Were they lit? That's right. Yeah, everything was lit. But it wasn't the oh. show. And there was, if you'll remember, there was no parade that day. Okay. Uh, there was no fireworks six, so would, that night. Ah, ah, ah. There was no, a parade. Fire. There was a parade. and There was Fantasmic because I heard the announcement for Fantasmic. I yes, don't know because there was no parade. And there was to a parade because we saw the parade start when I was in line, and then I went in to the. Uh, what parade did you see start? Christmas or did parade? you see did you see the advertisement fl float for Bolt? Uh, no, I didn't. And Bolt was very good, by the way. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. I don't know what parade. It just said. Uh, before the parade starts, you're going to see the family of the day who won the suite that you will never get to go in yourselves. Wave to them. <laughs> and the little car came out and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, back to It's a Small World. I didn't think the facade seemed quite as covered with lights this year, but it's, you know, it's hard to say. They could maybe we're not done yet. Um, the boats, you know, we got the new boats, they which seem seemed buoyant. like the uh, ABC Plast. Uh, plastic, like in those old kid toys, the little kid houses, you know, those, that's the, the backrests were made out of that kind of stuff. Um, they still seem to rock quite a bit. You know, they could lean to one side if you had the heavy guys on one side. Um, I thought everything looked clean and sparkly. The sound was perfect. A lot of those overhead things that have been gone, like the, uh, um, Flying carpets uh, and stuff. Flying carpets. What's there? Guys like riding the uh, the, Hot air the little bikes and all that. All those things were up there moving around. And I posted some pictures on my Flickr, and one guy commented that there's a son at the very end, at the finale, that he remembered from the World's Fair that was never in Disneyland's version of It's a Small World. I, I mm. can't say for sure, but it's what the guy swears, and so who knows. 
but it all looked now. Now remind me of this, okay? There's the you know there were no Mickey or any Disney characters other than Correct. the characters belong in there. Right. Now, if I remember right, right after you go through the Pacific Islands, you normally would go through the rainforest. Correct. I believe the Christmas show has always covered up the rainforest with black tarps and they hang stuff on the ceiling and they're kind of preparing you for the finale, which is, you know, bright white, all the Christmas stuff. And that's the way I've always remembered it. Now, what I don't remember is if the alligator with the little rainforest stuff around him was always sitting kind of right at the end of the Pacific Isles before you went into that tunnel. Because he is now. If he isn't, didn't used to, I, I can't remember if he was more towards the, you know, transition part or if he was out where he is now. Because, you know, there was that big to-do about how they were going to lose the rainforest, save the rainforest, and get the crocodile and all that I, crap around him. I um, think that they moved him out there, and that's the only bit of rainforest you're going to have. Because that scene's supposed to be the Americana scene. Okay, and, and, and that very well could be then. So he's there. Um and I, I saw somebody post on the forums, uh, might be allegedly Mrs. No, it's not allegedly. It's the one that's on the uh, that podcast now, uh, Extinct Attractions. Liana, Liana, heaven is Disneyland. And, yeah. And she said, uh, you know, that that show's full of name dropping, right? So Bob Gurr, who seems to be a regular pimping himself on that show, uh, says that the, all the Disney characters will come in after Christmas. That's, that's oh, we got so, that looking forward to. So on the whole controversy with characters and changing it out drastically and losing the whole original concept design, did it look pretty much the same as it looked? Just cleaner, nicer, newer? Brighter, cleaner, yeah. No winky eyes, no, you know, things not really working, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it looked clean and nice, you know, sort of like... Uh, Tatiki room looks now, you know, when it was redone, looks very clean and nice and tidy. And uh, I didn't really notice that if the troughs were any deeper, you know, some people were asking me that. Uh, did it look like the, you know, the trough was deeper? No, no, but I didn't it never. It didn't really stand out to me. You know, the the boats were different. I'm not sure the boats really felt any bigger. It, I didn't feel like I had that much more legroom. They seemed to be made out of different material. They weren't. Um, like I say it was at night, so I couldn't get a picture of it. The, the chair, the the seats were definitely not molded fiberglass like they were before. Um, so, so okay. the whole controversy that was all brewing a number of months ago. I did you listen to my statement about three sentences ago, where it said that the, all that stuff's coming after Christmas? Yes, I did hear that statement that you mentioned, but so, when I said it wasn't there, I really right meant it wasn't now. there. Okay, I'm, and my point was. It was a whole hoopla about nothing so far. Uh, well, it was yeah, no the hoopla. Hoop, the hoopla's coming. I can coming. tell you that. <laughs> the hoopla will be coming then. Well, well no, see. the hoopla is over. There is no more hoopla. No more hoopla? God, you guys never go to the Adventures Club? Because he's talking about the Adventures Club, yes. I know it. Uh, no, as a matter of fact, Greg, I never did go to the Adventures Club. Just another thing to chalk up in your list of things you don't do when you go to Walt Disney World. Uh, I don't. I don't go there two or three times a year. Uh, you did for a while. You went uh, a couple times. I in went my one year stretch of hiatus. 
<laughs> Let's see. I, I went once with you, and I went once a year later with my wife. And then you went with your kids. In 2000. Um, I, 2000? I went there 15 years later with the kids. And then I went uh, four year, three years after that. Yep, yep, yep. And there's still things you didn't do when you were there. So let's see. That's four trips in the span of 22 years. Hey, that's four more trips than a lot of people in this world have. That's true. <laughs> All right. Actually, so, <clears throat> so what was the – you a... said there was another thing you wanted to talk about real quick too, Greg. Yes, there is. Now – you can help me out on this, Richard, because I know this is going to be right up your alley and you'll get to, you know, just have diarrhea to the mouth here. Oh, um, what is the new theming idea for California Adventure? What's behind it? What's the new feel that we're going to get when we come in there? Okay. My, what has been explained to me, and they've been going through these little sessions re-explaining it, the whole theming as you... I heard that. The so, whole... The uh, whole theming as you go walking into the entrance is going to be Los Angeles circa 1923 period. And, so, and why? And what's the significance? That, yeah, no, that's I'm asking the, Richard, why? The significance being that's the uh, time period when Walt came to uh, Los Angeles. Okay, good. Okay, we've set that up. Now we can set that aside for a second. Do you know what the new entrance is going to look like? I have seen some of the concepts that were originally shown. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> well, okay, what is right now? There is a an artist artist drawing out of what the new entrance is going to be. Even Wikipedia has picked this up already, and it's barely been announced a few weeks ago. What is the new entrance going to look like? The Art Deco Pan Pacific Theater. Yeah, that's okay. what was announced over a year ago. And when, okay, now, when was the now, Art Deco? Now, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that same entrance is what is at the Disney MGM studio, studio. or now the Disney Hollywood studio in Florida, right? Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. When was that building built? 1930-something. Was it 1930? So, was I, was thinking, you? <laughs> what? I was talking to Richard. I'm trying to set him up here. You're, you're like, you're like uh, the judge and my cousin Vinny. How many fingers did I have up? <laughs> Let the record show. That Let the record that show. She's holding up three fingers. Okay. Judge, that, is not sorry, for you. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So what was that? Uh, then we have uh, Pan Pacific that's built in the 30s yeah. for Disney coming to California in the 20s. The only problem I have with this whole entry, I think it's a great look. I really like it. But I think all we're going to hear from our, you know, Disney World shills, it's just that we're copying the Disney MGM Studios. Couldn't they pull something else out of their arse to make the entrance a little better? Union Station, um, something better than Disney's Hollywood something Studios. that wasn't even built when Walt came out. And hey, you're right, Mike, something that's built already in another con or uh, the other uh, coast. Okay. It, it, could, it could be very well that they might change that. Um, I don't know. I mean, the, it, like you said, these are artist concepts. And you're the one that always keeps mentioning that 
concepts change as things here it has opened well, uh, I mean, May but they, this 18th, is I think this is beyond concept now they've announced that this this is now what it's going to look like they'll be fine you know it's fine tuning the, you know they refine things but an overall change I don't think is going to happen now I think this is the plan and by the way I saw a construction fence behind um that would be I think roughly behind the tortilla factory now that could just been to fix a leak or you know patch concrete but when I tried to park there the other night the parking lot was empty and there was a construction fence up and some construction vehicles are we seeing the start are you talking about over in Timon lot yes are we seeing the start of something or was that just a nothing little project um well, you know, of course, uh, the entire bay is drained out, and they're working on that. So it could very well be that that's the uh, – I think that probably is where they're staging the heavy equipment that's working on the bay. Okay. No, I didn't know it was empty because I didn't go look. Oh. Yeah, there's a big construction wall around the entire bay. So. All right. And, uh, sun, the sun wheel is uh, now Mickey's fun wheel. It's already changed? Well, it's already uh, dismantled partially, and they're going to be putting the new pieces yeah, on to I, it. I, okay. Again, somebody described that. Maybe it was – we were talking about this on another podcast. That Mickey that they're going to put up there, which somebody asked a question or described it as the Silly Symphonies Mickey. If I, if I remember my Silly Symphonies right, there were no – Mickey, Donald, Goofy, or anybody in the Silly Symphonies. Those were, <coughs> those were like the Dancing Skeletons. The there was things, yeah. The, the band concert. It's the I know. It's, I mean is that it, is the band concert a Silly Symphony. I have always been of the understanding that it was part of the Silly Symphonies. Yes. All right. Well, anyways, um, the kind of face they're using up there is the face that was used as the kind of lead-in to all the Mickey cartoons. There's a separate one for the duck cartoons, a separate one for the dog cartoons. They all kind of had this little kind of star effect behind them when it was a goofy cartoon or a, a you know, Donald cartoon. That is the kind of the Mickey face you saw with the kind of yellow starburst behind him. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, Mickey Mouse Club, all that other fun stuff. Not Mickey Mouse Club. Well, I know what you're talking about. All right, well, get it right. Don't you know? Well, Mickey Mouse Club was black and white, so no yellow starburst. <laughs> exactly, right. Mike. Going back to Pan Pacific really quick. Um... Did you look it up when we were talking? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was built. It it opened in 1935, May of 1935. Yeah, I... I thought I already said that. Well, we said 30s. But what I, want, what I wanted to no. go go with it is that it connotates movie studio because of its use in Florida. It doesn't connotate a California park because lots of people have forgotten that it's a California landmark because it burned shortly after the studios opened in Florida. Burned two days after I visited it and took some pictures out there. Yeah, it well, burned. Yeah, what else did you do while you were there? Yeah, I know. That's that's. Uh... Well, yeah, a lot of people might remember. Well, sorry, that movie sucked. I mean, didn't do very well. Xanadu. Uh, 
1980 <laughs> release brought renewed hopes yeah. Billy might be saved. <laughs> yeah. But that picture of the fire, though, I saw that a couple of days ago. That that place was engulfed in a major fire. Uh, but you're right, Mike. I think, though, uh, some people might say, oh, yeah, Disney's Hollywood Studios or Disney MGM Studios was supposed to be California. It's Hollywood. Correct. But because it's been in Florida for so long, you know, the flyover country, people who don't really un you know understand all this stuff will, yes, I think, say, oh, wait, that's the entrance at Walt Disney World. They're not going to say, hey, that's the Pan Pacific, which I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> are we done, do you think? Because I'm, I'm yeah, kind of done. We can be done anytime we want. You know, it's just a matter of saying we're done. Yeah, I you know what? You're right. We can actually be done. done anytime we want. It's just that I try to gain consensus that we are done. I mean, I could just click the off button now and we're done. But don't okay. you want to? But don't you I'm wanna... going to a website about. I'm going back to the Silly Symphonies thing. The uh -oh. band concert, from the best I can find, is not a Silly Symphony. It was the first of the color Mickey Mouse shorts. Uh, I, 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 the description I'm finding it saying it's 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 an odd animal amongst Mickey Mouse shorts, which is what I thought it was part of the Mickey Mouse shorts. Um, it marks the beginning of Mickey's color era, and also marks the true start of Donald Duck's rise to prominence after his debut in the Wise Little Hen, um, and a couple of uh, other little ones it says here. So, not a silly symphony but a Mickey Mouse short. But I do, I think that works because it's, um, I think people will see that as old. And again, it's not in the 20s like they're trying to make the park, but I do realize they're just trying to, trying to get some older images of early, early Disney. So um, back to the D or DCA a little bit, Mike, what you were reading from Al Putz was that Lincoln is not going to return as the rumors were to the Carthay Theater. And the new DCA. So far, no. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering, you know, uh, let's go back to that a second. It's a good conversation that we probably could spend a whole show on. But if you enter now through, like, next to the hat shop, I wonder if you're still going to enter the front door of the opera house and then just go left versus the way you go right now. Because it's like going in the back door, you know, to go in where we're exiting now you know you've got this main entrance the opera house and you're not going to go in it i mean from the description you read is that your understanding the description i read makes me think that that no you're not going to go in the opera house or they're gonna they're gonna shift the paint let me bring up the thing because you talked about that they would like um change because if you look the at the architecture shop, they would they would I understand it, but look at the architecture of the Opera House. The Opera House has an entry. It's got a porte-cochere. Uh, it's got a you know, covering over it. It's, it's, it's got a main entry right in the freaking middle to go to the left. or, You know, it's like, going, why? I have the same complaint about the Haunted Mansion in both parks. Disneyland, you're like walking up the steps. You're at the front door. Oh, well, let's go over to the right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Florida, you don't even get close to the front door. I mean, you just kind of, you know, I... Never really understood why they didn't gravitate towards the front doors. Uh, because when you go into these lobbies and you're thinking, or these um, foyers, wouldn't these foyers, 
or foyer for you, Richard. Wouldn't these foyers uh, I beg your be pardon. right through the front door? I think they would. Didn't we get an email about Richard's pronunciation of yes. foyer versus foyer? Yes. <laughs> From both. I beg your pardon? I both ways. do not say foyer. It's foyer. It could be both ways. <laughs> No, it's a French word. It's foyer. Which would be accessible from both the opera house, post area, as well as sidewalk off town square. That's talking about the bank. Uh, it's like, like me talking about a bathroom on an army base. You don't take a bath there. Much like Japanese. Oh. Yeah, no, it doesn't say how they're going to do the um, facade. Hmm. Okay. doesn't go into that much detail. Fair enough. I uh, maybe I'm. I, I guess I'm wondering. Oh, I'm okay. I'm getting it a little bit now. Maybe if the bank turning into the gallery would need some of the room that is now part of the um, the office lobby the of the great moments with Mister Lincoln. Yeah, the the offices. I it sounds like the offices are done. We'll never see the Disney offices again. Because well, you, you, right you can't you see them right now. I realize they're they're they've got the fiftieth displays and stuff up there. No, I mean I've gone into the offices right now, and yeah. they're all packed up. They're ready to be moved over to the other park when they're ready. But they're all packed up, and they're in the process of putting. Oh, you think the idea is to put them in DCA? Yeah, that's what that was the uh, understanding is that those the offices definitely are going over to the Carthay Circle. You know what's funny is you go to. Um, I forgot what the exact name of the show. One Man's Dream, maybe, in Florida. Yeah. And they have the, I think it's the everyday office, not the business office. They have one office set up there that they're swearing is, you know, it's presented as this is Walt's real office. Well, we have two offices that are also presented as Walt's the real, real offices, you know. The Yeah, the, out of the two offices that we had on display there over at uh, the Opera House, the working office you know the working office and the you know vip office the working office is pretty much empty all that stuff did get shipped over to florida um now how the, long ago because i thought that display had been in florida for some time uh, yeah it got shipped over there about 2001 for walt's 100th birthday that's been gone for seven years that we haven't oh, had yeah. that what's been in that spot for seven years I realize for the last three or four, it's been the fiftieth thing. Yeah, well, it's it's been for the most part empty with just those. Uh, uh, they had the working o or the uh, VIP office on display, if I remember correctly, for a while, and they just had a wall up where the working office was. I, I don't remember ever seeing only one office shown, but you know, I, it's not. I, it's an attraction I like to go to, but it's not something I go to a lot. So I could have not been in it for two years and you know not really noticed it. Yeah. Uh, Interesting enough, but it sounds like, you know, thinking again about the bank, that building, that space is not that large because it ends up backing up into the restrooms. Um, they need probably upstairs. that space that's right now the, the display area before you walk into the, the show for part of the gallery. So maybe that does make sense. I'm hoping that you go in the front door and just go left. Like now you go right, you just go left. And they kind of re but I wonder how well, you get out. You, are they going to let dump you into the gallery as the exit so you no, have a gonna, chance? No, they're going to. According to the article, what now is the 
the history Disneyland history display, you'll exit to the left from the theater to go into that. So there's still going to be some of that left, possibly. Correct. There's so you also... see it on the way out instead of seeing it on the way in. Correct. Okay. There's also another little problem with that placement in there, too, is they put that Chase, uh, Chase Bank little kiosk off between the opera house and the bank. It's built into what used to be uh, display windows there. That and can be moved. It can be moved, but they just spent a whole heck of a lot of money on it, and I don't know how long it's supposed to stay there because there's, you know, the contract with Chase that there's supposed to be something there for them. So. Uh, won't be yeah, the first well, time they then. just move it somewhere else, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because if it's not called the bank anymore, no one's going to... You know, doesn't it seem odd? All those years we grew up with a bank. A, a yeah. physical bank is always B of A here. BMA, yeah. uh, and then in Florida, it was I want to say Sun Bank Sun, or something Sun, like Sun that. Bank. Yeah, yep. Sun. Uh, it just seems odd not to have a real bank. But I mean, you don't need to cash checks anymore, really. You don't need to exchange currency because the ATMs do them. Uh, it's just you know, it's a it's a bygone era kind of thing. Heck, who uses currency? Half the time we're using you know plastic. Oh yeah, four bucks at McDonald's. I'll just pull my plastic out because it's easier than you know, carrying a lot of money on you. Just that use drains bank your card. bank account so stinking fast. <laughs> yep, it does. Yeah, it yeah, sure it does. Can. That's why you try to keep big balances so you don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> for, for those that make big money. Like, like Steve Martin yeah. says, first, get a million dollars. Yeah. All right. So uh, countdown to Mouse Fest. It's only, what, a week and a half now? Yep. Days maybe. Uh, uh, my vacation starts a week from Friday. Ah, oh, nice. Week yeah. Now, Friday. have you prepared at all? No. <laughs> Thought I might make some buttons before I go. Have I even designed one yet? No. no. So. That's right. I still uh, got to. I still got to find the leftover swag. I still haven't done that. Yeah. Find find that and uh, get with Richard after the recorder turns off to arrange that other okay. kind of surprise thing we're going to have. Okay. Uh, then I still have some credit even after that. Okay. So. Yes, well, then, you uh, haven't mail, have you? I have, I have a feeling you're going to have to front that and then wait for payment, but that's just, just a guess. Okay. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> People right. haven't even checked the email. Complain <laughs> about me not checking email, and I have two computers that are no, down. I, I and saw the email, but that doesn't email. mean that you've transferred any of the, uh, you know, physical things you need to transfer. All right. So. Well, why don't, we, why don't we say goodnight and then take this conversation offline? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we just... could say goodnight, so goodnight. All right. Good night. Like the bird.
shall sing like the birdies sing. Sing like the birdies sing. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Tweet, 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 tweet. Tweet, 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 tweet. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Let's all sing like the birdies sing. Sweet, 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 sweet. Sweet, 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 sweet. Let's all warble like nightingale. Let's all warble like nightingale. You can throw a tree. Time from the birds. Everybody whistle. 